It's an eagle. It's a jet. It's a goddamn Jets podcast. I'm David. I'm joined, as always, with Kurt and Kyle. How you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. I'm doing swell. Swell. I saw. I'm actually doing pretty good too. I saw that the Jets signed Logan Ryan, which I'm thrilled about. I didn't see that, but good for them. Another. I don't know if it's official or if it's just uh, they're expecting it, but apparently it's like one year, pretty much a one year prove it deal that he still has it, which is good. Definitely good to have another veteran, successful player in our secondary. Yeah, you guys got uh, Pierre Desir from the Colts, too. Yeah, that was a little earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I really like what Joe Douglas is doing, bringing in, like, Frank Gore, another veteran presence, Logan Ryan, obviously. I think our defense is going to be nasty next year, it's just if our offense could not be 32nd in the league. <laughs> well, it's hard with Adam Gase, but... I mean, he's had good offenses before, granted, with, like, Peyton Manning, but... I mean, Peyton Manning came in and he took his entire offense from Indianapolis and moved it to Denver, and Adam took credit for making it his offense. Pretty much, and he's gotten four years of coaching, head coaching jobs out of it. But hopefully hopefully he uh, makes it a long stand with the Jets, because I can't stand changing coaches every three to four years. Neither of you guys really have experienced that, actually, because the Eagles and the Colts have been pretty set with coaches the last I mean, 20 years. Chuck Pagano wasn't great. Yeah, but he still, like, you didn't have to, he had, like, a six or seven year tenure with the Colts, didn't he? It was uh, 12 to 17. Oh, so, so five years. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid track record. Yeah, he had some playoff success. Mm-hmm. We had Chip Kelly, Dave. Yeah, but still three head coaches, and it was you went from Reed to Chip Kelly to Doug Peterson, who's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's three head coaches in twenty years. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. How many coaches have you seen, Dave? <laughs> well, I could remember. I. First, remember Eric Mangini. So that was from like, don't maybe two thousand two to two thousand eight. Then we had Rex Ryan, of course. The goat. From Rex Ryan, we went to Todd Bowles, and then Adam Bowles Gase. Gase. That's so. That's four. Yeah, it's only one more, and Rex Ryan did bring you to two AFC Championship games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just, it's really the last, just the last couple of years we've been churning through GMs and coaches like it's no big deal. It wasn't that your real issue was you guys couldn't find a GM who actually could pick a team. Yeah. Like, I think we've had the same amount of, we've had behind the Browns probably the most turnover in our front office. It's a good company to have. Yeah, right. <laughs> We'll be talking about both teams, I guess, today. I didn't really see any other NFL news. I saw uh, Dave Portnoy won the Monday Night Football watch with Roger Goodell. So that, that should be interesting to watch. 
if it actually happens. I think he thinks it won't happen. It has to happen. It's like he donated like three hundred grand to charity or something. Yeah, but apparently they have like a lot of background checks and stuff, and they could just give the money back. I guess. So, so what? They're gonna give him the money back, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, sorry, the charity lost out on two hundred fifty thousand dollars." No, they'd probably just give it to the next highest bidder. Yeah, but... which I'm sure was like Roger Goodell bidding himself, just so he wouldn't have to sit with Dave Portnoy for an hour, for three hours. I don't know why he wouldn't like that. Yeah, there's like no history between them two. I also saw Daniel Jones reached out to Tony Romo to learn Jason Garrett's offense. I thought that I thought that was a pretty good move by him. It's interesting. I didn't hear about that. It's weird though, because didn't Jason Garrett never have play calling responsibilities? At least as a head coach. No, he did not. How long was he the OC when Tony Romo was playing quarterback? Uh, I want to say half a season. And then he got promoted to head coach. Yeah, so that's... There's probably not much Romo could tell. Maybe just like Garrett's Garrett's, uh, tendencies play calling wise, maybe. But I feel like it has to have changed over the past six years. Yeah. Well, I mean, Garrett was always like a conservative head coach and conservative offensively. Yeah, which is good, which is good for the Giants because they wanted to just ground and pound with Saquon and run the clock. So uh, I thought it was interesting. Let's get into the topic of today yeah sure so uh we spent a lot of time with the draft a lot of time talking about the first couple picks so now we kind of want to go through the bottom 10 teams in the in the nfl from last season and try to project which ones have the best chance of jumping are we going to say as a playoff team or just like a competitive team i was saying as a playoff team Okay, so the ones that have the best shot to jump from the bottom 10 to, I guess, the top 12. Top 14 now. 14, right. All right, so how – I have my list. Do you guys have lists too? you want to just go team by team? I'm working on my list right now. Um, I have my list. Do you guys – how do you want to do it? Alphabetical order. I'm just yeah, saying. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals. Where are they on your guys' list? For biggest, for jumps. Uh, for me, they're two. For me, they're one. I have them at three. So we all think that there's a pretty good ch- The only thing for me is uh, their division's tough. Like, they're going to have no really easy wins. Yeah, I yeah. I think Kyler Murray's going to make a huge jump in year two. And I think their offense is going to be extremely explosive. It's just, did they really change anything defensively? 
The only move they made was getting Isaiah Simmons, and he can't really fix a defense. And they play in a hard yeah. division, which is why they're three for me and not one. Well, also, sometimes with defense, if you just in, infuse a little bit of energy, like they probably will with Simmons, it, it brings up the rest of the guys. Like maybe Chandler Jones plays a little bit harder this year because they have other players. There might be a trickle-down effect from just that one move. Yeah, I, I just like their overall offense right now. It's definitely into Kyler's wheelhouse, how they set it up. Yeah, it's going to be hard to stop that that team. I could see them struggling on the run because I've never been a really big Kenyon Drake fan. But they have... Uh, I guess just ha- just having the linebackers have to wait back to see if, see if Kyler's gonna gonna hold on to the football. We'll get, give the running game a little bit of an advantage. Well, I think the biggest thing with the run game is you need to have based on it's just so hard to guard Kyler Murray because he basically is a running back in the backfield. He's so fast and elusive, so you always have to have someone spying him, like Lamar Jackson. Except for Kylo Murray's a much better thrower of the ball than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and Cliff Kingsbury's a master at spreading the field too, so there should be I think I think DeAndre Hopkins should be the number one fantasy player drafted in all leagues, regardless of PPR, just because of how much space he's probably gonna have out there. But they also to watch, that's for sure. They also have the best schedule out of all the teams, I think. They play the AFC East. Their division plays the AFC East, so they'll probably be able to win at least two or three games in that quadrant of games. And then they also play the NFC East, which we all know the Giants, the Redskins should be wins. And then the Eagles might not, might still not have the secondary to compete with some of the weapons that Arizona has. So that'll probably be a shootout. An exciting game week. What week is it? 15. But I think the Cardinals could possibly steal a game or two there. Okay. Any last comments on the Cardinals? Uh, That's all I got. The next team is the Carolina Panthers. I have them ranked 7th on my board of 10. Really? You have him seventh? I have him number two. I think seven's a good number for them, too. I. All right, so. Go ahead, Dave. Bloody. No, I was going to ask why you guys have him so low. Um, one, they have a rookie head coach in a year. They have a rookie head coach. They lost their best defensive player, they lost their defensive coordinator. They got seven new players on defense that are probably going to start in a, in a year where there's going to be no offseason, which means the strength of their team is not going to be a strength. They signed Teddy Bridgewater as like a complacent quarterback. I mean, he's not great. He's not terrible. He's like a quarterback. If you're on a good team, you go, could go nine and seven with them. If you're on a bad team, you'd probably go. 4-12, and 12, 
and I think Carolina is a bad team in a tough division. Yeah, I just think it's going to be hard for them. In general, the way Matt Rule has worked in his past two jobs is he's taken like two to four years to like build up that program into a powerhouse. He's a he's a culture builder. He's a team leader that like over time makes people better. He's not going to make an instant impact or at least not a visible in wins losses in my opinion. I mean he did it in 2 years with Baylor. Yeah, but that was 2 years. It's like this is a 1 year exercise. And Baylor was a better team respectively in their conference than this Carolina team is. Didn't he take over Baylor when they had like two or three wins though? I don't think that's a true statement. He took over Baylor after Baylor had like a bad year when he took them over, but before that they were really good and they had the issue with Art Bryles had to retire because of the cheerleader thing. Right. So like Baylor wasn't a bad program, but they were coming off a bad year. I feel like it's the same way with Carolina though. They're not their roster's not bad top to bottom. They were just missing the quarterback last year. Like, if you remember through week 10, I think they were 4-6 and six or 5-5. Five and five. And then they just dropped off because Kyle Allen stopped having the magic. They refused to bring back Cam Newton. Now they have Bridgewater, who since, I mean, before the injury, he was one of probably the top 15 quarterbacks in the league, or at least getting there. Now he's definitely serviceable. He proved that filling in for Drew Brees. They have some weapons in Robbie Anderson and uh, DJ Moore around him. And obviously they have Christian McCaffrey, who's just a tank. Uh, I think that, that this team could have a quick comeback. I, I, I like their draft pick with Derek Brown, for sure. Derek Brown's really good. I do like Derek Brown. I just think they're not trying to force themselves into winning games this year. I think they're definitely, definitely trying to rebuild more than anything else. And rebuilding is going to be a slow process for them. All right, I guess we'll agree to disagree there and see what happens. Who do you guys have for uh, – or, Kurt, what's the next team on your list? On my list or alphabetically? Alphabetically. The Cincinnati Bengals. Where do you so – they... Where do you have the Bengals, Dave? I have them at seven. Kyle? I have nine. I have them at eight, so – I think we all can say that the Bengals might have the least talented roster in the NFL. Agree? Agree? Very much so. Either them or the Jaguars. I think they're going to live and die by Joe Burrow, and they're in a tough division. I just don't see them coming away. The, the, the only highlights for their team right now are Burrow, Mixon, and another year of A.J. Green. I do like Auden Tate. Uh, Tyler Boyd still a good uh, second option, but they have a very young, unproven offensive line that's going to really make or break their team, and then their defense is just not great. See, I actually – they made some moves to improve their secondary at least, which will help them. That's the only reason I don't have them lower than seven is – that they're also going to have their first round pick from last year finally back, missed the 
the whole season last year. Joe Mixon is still – he kind of got lost in the shuffle last year because they didn't score a lot. He didn't have a lot of attempts inside the five. But he's still a very efficient running back, at least, behind a good offensive line. They're going to have A.J. Green back. They drafted T. Higgins. They still have um, John Ross, if he could stay healthy. And who's their other receiver? I'm forgetting about. Boyd. Tyler Boyd, yeah. Tyler Boyd, yeah. So they have some – They have, and then do they still have uh, Eifert? No, I don't know. I'm looking at yeah, this. so they don't have that at tight end, but still they have at least five we- five weapons on offense that I can name for Joe Burrow. It's just going to be if their offensive line could hold together. That's going to be the key for them. It's going to be hard for them. Yeah, make I mean, if you look at – if you look at their schedule, there's probably not a lot of not enough wins for them to be in contention with like the Ravens and the Steelers, but I think that they'll steal a couple more games than last year for sure. They have Jacksonville and the Redskins on their schedules. So that could be two wins right there. And that puts them at eight, right? Um the next team on the list who is my number one team to make the playoffs this year is the Cleveland Browns. I have the Browns at six. I have them at five. So, Kurt, why are you have them? Why are you so high on the Browns this year? Because last year was the opposite, I think. If I remember. My thing with the Browns was last year they neglected the offensive line. And this year, all they did was – all they did this offseason was target the offensive line. Um, they got a new head coach, someone who's proven to be decent in the league. And I think even a decent head coach with that roster can get to the playoffs. The only thing that's really stopping them is Baker Mayfield. Um, You're not high on Baker? I I don't know how I feel about Baker. After Baker's See, I'm less high on the head coach than on Baker. I don't know. I don't know what's a, why they picked Kevin Stefanski out of anybody of all the candidates available. Yeah, I agree with that. Um he had he had a at least decent uh, offense at Vikings at the Vikings, but he's still an unproven head coach. I think the thing with Kevin Sispansky is that he got the best out of Kirk Cousins, and I think that's what they want him to do. With, um, Baker Mayfield just get the best out of him. I think that's what's important is if you can get Baker Mayfield to even play like he did his rookie year, the Browns should be a playoff team with the talent on their roster. See, I don't know. Their schedule is pretty tough, though. Who do they? They got. They play the NFC East, right? Yeah, so those aren't. They're on the same. I'd say they have an 8-8 eight and eight schedule, which is pretty much where they were last year. Because, two, say, 2-2 two and two against the NFC East, 
Then they have the Jets, who they always beat, so that's a win. They'll probably lose at least three out of four to the Ravens and the Steelers. I disagree. They split, they split them two and two last year. Yeah, but they were, they fought, they played the Ravens at a good time. It was before they went on that really good stretch. Um, and teams knew how to beat the second time the Ravens kind of manhandled. Yeah, but that was after Cleveland. And this Ravens roster is so much better than last year's Ravens roster, at least on paper before the season. They added so so many pieces on defense. I just think Cleveland did the right move in going after the offensive line. And I think I don't know. I think they're the most talented team of the 10 that are in the bottom 10 that are picking. I mean, no, I mean, they definitely have talent on their roster. And people were high in them last year, so maybe they were just a, a year early with their predictions. Who's next up? The next team that I have is the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, is the next team. Yeah. Um, I have the Jaguars ranked 10th. I think they have the worst roster in football, and they basically stayed with this. They shipped away their quarterback so they could tank and get one of the best quarterbacks next, next year. And I don't see them winning more than three games this year. Yeah, I'm with you there. I have them at nine, just ahead of the, only ahead of the Redskins. I have a mate. Pretty much this. Yeah, they they didn't. They're kind of uh, one of the teams that's openly tanking. If there is a draft next year, they'll probably look to take Trevor Lawrence. I, there's not too much to talk about. They're not a good team. That's fine. I'm more than happy to move on from the Jacksonville Jaguars. In case you guys... Do you think... Wait, wait, wait. Do you think Doug Marone no. the whole year? Probably not. As a coach. So that means that they probably have some expectations that they'll surprise people. I... I well, my thing is I don't understand how Doug Marone still has his job. Yeah, with all their turmoil and stuff like that, I don't get why they didn't just clean house. And they still have the Fournette issue. They can't find anyone to take him. They still have Ngakwe, who's going to refuse to play. It's just a mess. We can move on. The next team that I have is the LA Chargers. They are five of mine on my board. Again, a very talented team with a young quarterback that is unproven. Assuming that Herbert plays and not Tyrod Taylor. If Tyrod Taylor plays, I think Chargers are going to be 6 and 6 and 10, 5 and 11. I think their max is 9 and 7 with either of them playing. I think it's going to be Taylor, and that's why I have them at eight. They have, they definitely have pieces to their roster still. I, I just don't see them putting it together this year. They're going to have to live and die by their defense, is basically what I'm seeing. 
Yeah, and their defense is going to have to hold up against some pretty good teams. They have the Falcons, Bucks, uh, Saints, twice. Chiefs, Chiefs twice, the Raiders, who are going to be Broncos, improved again this year. Depending how Drew Locke is. Yeah, that could be a high-powered offense, too. They they pretty much spent all their draft picks improving their offense. So, it's going to be tough for the Chargers. So, I have them down at eight. Kyle? Uh, I have them at five. I, their defense is still nasty, but it's going to be hard with either a rookie quarterback or someone who is not considered a top 32 quarterback. Their running back is a scat back who's – only good at catching the ball, really, with occasional good runs. They do have good receivers. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be difficult for them. Is uh, is Eckler their number one guy, or did they add somebody that I'm missing? I can't remember anyone that they have. I'm pretty sure it's Eckler, which I actually don't hate the move. The move that Eckler with that team because they are kind of more of a passing team based on how bad their offensive line is. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, you'd still like to have at least somebody who could run on their early downs. I understand downs. that, but I mean, they have other running backs, but I'm sure they could find someone in the undrafted free agent this year who will be a top 10 running back in rushing yards if they wanted. <laughs> I feel like that happens every year. Yeah, that's true. And they they could always be in play for Fournette or I don't even know what other running backs are available. Belial Powell's available now that we have Gore. If they want to go, well, I don't a think they're going to go an expensive route, or they would have kept Melvin Gordon. Anyone else think it's great that Melvin Gordon went in the division somewhere else? Yeah, I'm not surprised. He hates the Chargers. I think he would have taken any uh, opportunity to beat them twice a year. I think the thing is, it's like he he did it because he hates the Chargers, but Denver's not really a good place for him. There's a lot of well, competition. He's not going to get the volume and carries, but or he might he might get all the early down work now, and Philip Lindsay will be relegated to a third down role because Lindsay. Lindsay's kind of the same as Eckler. He's a scat back. He's only really been good on early downs when the Broncos spread the field and are trying to make a comeback in his career. Yeah, that's when he gets all his fantasy points. Yeah, so I mean, he's not. I don't. I think I would give Gordon sixty percent of the carries before I'd give Philip Lindsay sixty percent. Yeah, but of that I mean, Denver's field. offensive line is still very bad. No. It is. They've had, but backs have had success the last couple of years. Who was it? Uh, who did they have last year? Freeman, Freeman had a terrible year last the past two years. I know because I took him in fantasy. I think he ran well. I mean, he he got vultured for touchdowns, but I'm pretty sure he had. Uh, he ran for four yards a clip. I don't know. We all agree that the Chargers aren't aren't that high on the list, though, right? Yeah, I agree with that. 
the next team is the Miami Dolphins. For me, the Dolphins are number five. Dolphins are one for me. One. I have the Dolphins at four. I I liked all their progress they made last year. I think they made a lot of good acquisitions this offseason. I think they'll go just as far as um, their head coach takes them. I think it's the head coach that will take them higher than any other any single player on the team would, though. Who starts? Yeah, there. I I love their coaching. Magic or Tua? I think it's Fitz Magic for at least five weeks. I think he'll get the whole season this year. I think that they're going to redshirt Tua, especially with no training camp. But. I could see why you would have them at one, Kyle. There, I think the AFC East is the only team without a returning team that really scares you because the Patriots are have quarterback issues now. So, they if the Bills don't live up to the hype, the Dolphins could win the could win the division at nine or ten wins. And with the moves they made in the off season, they might be able to make that jump. There's a lot to like there. Honestly, they'll probably have to win a game or two. Well, they're going to have to win at least one game against the a- the NFC West, which is going to be tough. They could probably beat the Rams. Yeah, that I think that would be the game I'd look at. And then I guess they'd have to split with Buffalo maybe to really give them a shot. That's, that's really all I have to say about it. Will the Dolphins be carried by their offense or their defense? Offense. I think offense. Their last four weeks of the season are tough. Kansas City, New England, and Miami. So they actually have had success in Miami against them. But still, it's New England. Las Vegas, and then Buffalo. So they have to... I'd say they have to be in position to make the playoffs before week 14 starts. Could you see a 9-7 team winning that division? I can see it. Yeah, because they're they're outside of, of division schedule is tough for all teams. I mean, if you really think about it, within that division, they play the NFC West and the NF and the AFC West, right? Uh, NFC West and AFC West, I think. Which yeah. is, I would say, most teams in that division are going to go, let's say, one and three against the AFC, the uh, NFC West, and they'll probably go two and two against the AFC West. So you're looking at three and five outside the division. Yeah, so whoever goes... Whoever gets four wins in the AFC East, I think, will take it. And then who are the two? Then the Dolphins have Jacksonville and who's their other throwing game? Cincinnati. So, yeah, that would put if they win four games in the AFC East, that would put them at nine wins for the season. Very possible. It's doable. 
Yeah, that's a good pick for one. I have him at five just just because I like the Bills to win the division. And uh five win, winning five four or five more games than last year is a tough thing to do in the NFL. Who's uh, the next team on the list? The next team on the list. Miami. We just went over the New Giants. York Giants. Now, I don't know where you guys have the Giants ranked, but I have them as my number two team. Oh, that's a relief because I thought I was going to get shit for putting them at number three. I think they're six for me. My biggest thing with the Giants is they play in the worst division in the NFL. And they have a new coach in Joe Judge. Daniel Jones is going to make – if he makes – if he can make a big jump, I really think they can make the playoffs. And I like the way that they're building their roster. Yeah, their roster construction. I mean, Gettleman gets a lot of heat, at least in New York, from Giants fans because of some of the things he said. But if you look at the picks he's made and the players he's brought in, the roster's constructed really fluidly. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of leaders. There's not a lot of distractions out there, and I think that's another year. The offensive line has improved the last couple seasons as the years gone on, and this year they're coming in with five returning starters or four out of five because they drafted Thomas. So I think that the offensive line will be better. They're changing philosophy to get the ball more in. Uh, Saquon's hands in an open space, which is always a good idea. And I like their coaching staff a lot better. Joe Judge, Jason Garrett. I think it's a recipe for some more wins. The only thing you could argue is the Giants' defense still isn't very good. But I can see the Giants really making the best. The best way to help a defense is to run the football. Yeah, ground and pound. And also, I but also I think that some of the it's not very good on paper because we don't know what some of the late round picks are going to be. But if there's one thing the Patriots have always been good at, it's finding the guys. It's finding the guys who don't didn't really profile well in college because they didn't have the position, but they're athletic enough to succeed if you put them in the right spot. And that's what Joe Judge's job was the last four or five years in New England. So I think some of the fifth or sixth round picks might be able to help this defense get better. They do have a tough schedule, though. They play 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks, that whole division. They have Baltimore on their schedule. And then, of course, the AFC and Pittsburgh. And there's no easy wins in the NFC East, obviously. But if they take some of those games, then definitely could make the playoffs. My thing is, I think, in the NFC East, you can win the division at nine and seven, maybe even eight and eight. Well, Kyle, why do you have them ranked a couple spots lower than us? Um, I don't know. I just don't. There's a lot to be seen yet, so it's just it's a lot of projection for me. I like proving commodities, as you guys could tell with our conversations. So I'd rather take the bird in the hand and two in the bush. It's a lot of projection, personally. Yeah, with the Giants, it definitely is. A lot of new pieces coming in. 
You're just trying to project how they fit. And then I guess next would be the Jets, right? Yep. Uh, aren't Jets 11th? Didn't they pick 11th? Oh, right. Oh, we missed the yeah, Lions. Why do I have the Jets? Oh. Oh, that's my bet. I put out the original list. I'm just always thinking the Jets are... Uh... Top 10 picks? Yep. It feels like it every year. So let's do the Lions then since we skipped them. I obviously don't have didn't have them on my list, but I think I would put them behind the let me look at their schedule actually. I'm thinking behind the Bengals but ahead of the Chargers. So still pretty low on the list. They have a tough division to play in. Um they, I have the Lions as the ninth ranked team on my board. Yeah, it sounds just about right. They play they play the NFC the NFC West outside of the division, so I don't think it's going to be that easy for them to win games. And the AFC uh, South, I think Kyle's going to that game. I mean, it tries to. That's for sure. I don't know. I just feel like Detroit. What progress did they make the off in this off season? They just added a bunch of old they added Patriots, old pretty Patriots much. players. They traded away their Pro Bowl co- corner and drafted another Pro Bowl corner. They drafted an. They also added. They added a Mukamara, or a, whoever the uh, Falcons' cornerback was. True Font. Yeah. That's good. That's a nice one too, personally. Yeah, I think those their secondary will be solid. They also, maybe they should be ranked higher on our list just because they're going to be having Stafford, Stafford back. And I think they were 3-3-1 three, three, and one with him last year, so they probably won't be 3-12 and 12 or whatever. Uh, no, my thing is, I feel like the team gave up on Matt Patricia last year towards the end of the season. Yeah, but who was their quarterback, yeah. Jeff Triscoll? But, like, that still doesn't stop the team from giving up on your coach. Yeah, but when you're, const- when you're constantly down, you're going to get – the t- players are just going to go into self-preservation mode. And what's going to happen what this happens. year? They'll have Matt Stafford, so maybe they'll be – maybe they'll be 6-6 six and six through 12 games and have something to play for. I don't think they're going 6-6 six and six through 12 games. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I could see why people would have them up on their list. I understand going off last, the beginning of last year, but I I just don't. Detroit is an interest. Like I I don't think you can come back if you don't believe in your head coach. You're going to go into training camp and you're going to be like. I don't care what this asshole is saying. And I feel like a lot of players on that team will be like that. It's It's been posted in the Detroit media, too, that he doesn't really care what player – he's a player's coach that doesn't listen to players, if that makes sense. He tries to act like he's one, but he'll do, like, two-a-day practices where he only goes over technique and 
people who are 28 to 30 are like, bro, we already know this. Like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I'm the coach. So he's he's got an interesting roster dynamic that he has to work through if he wants to stay there. Yeah. I, f- I feel like he's trying to be Belichick, but he doesn't have the success to back it up. He definitely needs to... Like, Bel- Belichick could do that stuff because, like, who's going to tell Bill Belichick he's doing things wrong besides maybe Tom Brady? Matt Patricia's, like, never won anything as a head coach, so That's no one's going to listen to him. I don't know. I, I was listening to um uh, an offensive lineman who played for the Packers, and then he moved to Detroit and played for Detroit for two years. Now he's retired. And he played under Matt Patricia. And, like, without saying it publicly, he was, like, hinting at the fact that Patricia, like, no one in that locker room likes Patricia. I think I, I don't know who it is, but I remember reading something about that. He's probably on the hot seat this year. I think this is year three, and they haven't really had much much uh, they've, forward they've momentum. They've done worse. They were about an 8-8 eight eight team before he came came on. Who was their coach before him? It Caldwell. wasn't Caldwell. Well, it was Caldwell. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I remember being confused when he got fired because I think they made the playoffs two out of three years or something like that, or two out of four years. And yeah, they no, just they made the playoffs. They beat Dallas, I believe, or they lost to Dallas. Yeah, they lost to Dallas, and then they he got lost canned. to Dallas, and then he missed the playoffs two straight years and got canned. At like eight and eight, nine and seven. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see. I I don't like the head coach, and that's why I'm making Detroit suck as bad as they do. I'm with you. Who's next in the batting order? I don't think. I think we're almost just done, the, right? We went from. It's uh just Washington, I think. Yeah, Washington's my number 10 team. It's nine for me. I have them at six. Yeah, you're really big on their defense and uh, what Ron Rivera can do as the difference maker. Who's their secondary I'm, I'm Landon Collins and company. Their secondary is not the best. I'm not. But their but D-line yeah, and I'm linebacking not... core is pretty damn good. Honestly, I don't hate their secondary. I'm looking through it right now. Collins and Ronald Darby is – or not Ronald Darby. Uh, uh, I thought they had another free safety that was good. But him, uh, they just drafted Fabian Moreau and Kevin Fuller. That should be interesting. And I love their D-line. Yeah. I, I mean, their defense with Ron Rivera should be solid. It should be a top – 15 defense in the league. Like somewhere in 10 to 20 range. No, it's talent-wise, not necessarily numbers-wise, right? Yeah, talent. Because talent-wise, their their offense is going to fuck them over a lot. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be on the field so much. Like they they have nothing at quarterback unless Haskins makes the biggest jump we've ever seen. Smith might come back too. That's true. That that could be a difference. Make if he's ready this year, Alex Smith would definitely put them in. Put them a lot higher on my list. 
but I feel like that's I feel like he's more likely to come back in 2021 based on what they're saying about his rehab and also I don't think for him personally coming back this year would not be a good move with this roster around him he's just going to be dropping back getting hit with no running game whatsoever they're going to be they're going to be leading on Peyton Barber, who couldn't even get carries in Tampa Bay's backfield last year. Yeah, but at the same time, Ron Rivera did win four games last year with Kyle Allen. Yeah, he did. It was the the Panthers team last year profiled similarly yeah. to this team. I my thing is, I think that Dwayne Haskins will be better this year than last year. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a short offseason, but at least he'll be the priority. Everyone's going into camp thinking Dwayne Haskins is our guy. Do they, though? Because Rivera literally brought in his guy from last year that he wouldn't go back to camp. Yeah, but he brought him in as a backup. He put him on a backup's contract. He's only making like $2 million or something. And Dwayne Haskins didn't get drafted by anybody who was there. He got drafted by the owner. Who is there. That's why the owner fired everyone. Is because Jay Gruden was on a we have to win this year mentality or he's going to get fired. So when they went to camp, he, he, he had no interest in training Dwayne Haskins whatsoever. It wasn't like most rookie quarterbacks where they're, like, shown the system and, like, implementing it. He didn't do any of that sit-down with him because they were trying to figure out how they could win now without with um Colt McCoy. So he could keep his job. I mean, that's how, that's how the league used to be. That's how the league should be, I think. I don't think a head coach should be forced to baby a quarterback, have him sit – have him do what Aaron Rodgers did and sit for three years, actually learn the system through doing it in practice. I still don't see why that was a big problem with, with uh, Gruden, but that's another conversation. No, I'm not saying that, but it's why when he went out there last year, he was not ready. No, I, I don't think you could put that on the coach. That was completely on Haskin. The Giants' offense was was made up for Eli Manning last year, and Daniel Jones fit in flawlessly. Yeah, right but Daniel when he took Jones the ball. was getting reps in practice. So was Haskins as the second team quarterback. Haskins, Haskins wasn't even the second team quarterback. The second team quarterback was Keenum. So Keenum, yeah, Keenum started the year, and then Haskins was McCoy the number two. McCoy started the year. I thought it was Keenum. It was McCoy and Keenum going back and forth for like the first seven weeks until McCoy got hurt. I guess that's... I guess that's an issue, but still, you have to be more ready as a quarterback. And just the things you hear about him in the locker room, I I don't think they think Haskins is the guy. And that's fair. I mean, I don't love the guy, but I think I think how bad, like, he was terrible last year, and I don't think he's going to be that bad this year.
Do we have any other notes about any of, any of the teams? Which young quarterback is the best would you want to have starting on your football team? Out of these 10? Yeah, in the next 10 years. Uh, not out of these 10 teams, just like out of the past two draft classes. Oh, past two. Not, so not Joe Burrow, Tua, because they're unproven, but Kyler Murray's draft class and um, Darnold and Josh Allen. I mean, the Donald Josh Allen one also has Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And if I would run the type of team I would want to do, I'd hate to say it, but not Lamar, strictly because I would want someone who's proven as a passer. He did great this year, but it's also one year people will have a regression. So it's yet to be seen if that will happen again. Um... It might be Kyler and just run a West Coast scheme. I'd go with Josh Allen. I would go with Kyler Murray. I think I think Kyler's just the best passer out of all the quarterbacks that we've seen in the past two years. Pure passer. I like Josh Allen a lot, Dave. It's just I don't think he's there. He's not there yet. He's still not proven to be great. I would have picked Josh Rosen, too, if he was what I thought he was coming out. I don't think Rosen likes football. He, in my opinion, he straight up said last offseason that, or no, two offseasons ago, that he never had to make an audible or any sort of call at the line of scrimmage. So he started basically at a sixth grade level all throughout college. That's probably why he dropped. It's all why he. How did he do with the? How did he do with the uh... Dolphins? No, not like before the draft. You know how they have those those shows with the quarterbacks, and they read defenses. It used to be with Gruden. Now I forgot who it's with now. I didn't see it. Uh, I have no idea. I I think it was like all right. Honestly, Rosen was a really good – like, he has a good, accurate arm. Not necessarily the strongest arm, but I thought he was going to be a lot better than he is now. So, that's a sad projection on my point of view. I mean, he still could be. He was set up to fail in Arizona. He, and then, he, they, dra- then he, they changed coaches. They drafted a new guy who fits in with having no offensive line and no time to throw the football. And then he went to the Dolphins, and I mean, it's hard. It's hard when a team gives up on you the first year. Think about, think, and then you're not even guaranteed a starter the next place you go. That has to do well, a lot. I mean, the, the next psyche. place you go, you're not only not the starter, but you're competing for a starting position against someone who doesn't want to teach you. What he really needs to do is he needs to go somewhere where he can be a true backup. Is he still with Miami? Yeah, he's still there. Honestly, he'd be a perfect fit in uh, New England, in my opinion. Yeah, people were projecting him to to go to New England. I could also see him having success in Jacksonville. 
I, I think he could compete with Minshew. So if we're saying he'd have to go somewhere to be a pure backup, I think that would not be the best place for him. And maybe the Rams. Well, if you want him to be a pure backup, then give, then he should go to like the Vikings or a team that's going to need a quarterback in like that's two or three years. That's what I think he needs to do, and I think he needs to learn but, how to be an NFL quarterback. How about Green Bay? You say Green Bay? I mean, they have Jordan. They have Jordan. Yeah, Love. that's a joke. Still mad. Send him to yeah. Indianapolis. I wouldn't mind it. He's. So there's an argument I heard the other day that's really interesting. It's, would you rather have a quarterback who, who is better off script and teach him how to learn or how to perform well uh, on script or have a quarterback that's only good on script and hope he can figure it out off script? Uh, oof. That's such an interesting question. It depends on what team you're on. What about in a vacuum? Which quarterback would you want? What do you mean a vacuum? Like if every if all the teams were equal, if all the teams were equal skill had the had the same position players, would you want which option would you want of the two that Kyle brought up? Probably the one that you have to teach on script that is well off off of script. Yeah, so that's that's the argument for Murray versus Rosen. Basically, in a nutshell, which is why everything has happened for Rosen. Oh yeah, well, I mean, the Cardinals are off scripts pretty much on every single play, or fifty percent at least. I mean, I wouldn't say off script. I just feel like they have easy reads. Like the way Cliff Berry calls plays, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray generally doesn't have that many options that he has to read. Every every single play is three seconds and under is a pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something that came up while we were talking is Eric Dickerson hates the Rams uniforms. Oh yeah, those are. I mean, all I feel like all the new uniforms are kind of getting, like, to be like the Falcons uniforms are gross. The Rams uniform, they're trying to like break the mold and do something different that people like. But I think people just want to see the classic NFL jerseys. I like the teams that just had like a, not necessarily a redo, but like a refresh. Like the Colts didn't change too much; they just changed like some of the numbers, and uh, added a new logo. Like, that's fine with me. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I don't know. No one likes the Rams jerseys. The Rams jerseys look terrible. But they do need to do something to get more fan attendance, and I don't know how they can do that. Well, they're not even going to be able to play in LA because the the dumb governor of California is going to close the state for the rest of the year. So I don't know what they're well, going to Arizona do. Arizona opened up football. 
Yeah, other states are opening up, are opening up fine, like on the schedule, and then they just come out and say three more months. No, that's why there's gonna be there's gonna be no college season because college, because like USC and all those teams aren't gonna be able to to have home games or play at all because students aren't gonna come back to campus. I mean, just because the thing is with college is just because the Pac-12 doesn't play, I don't think that means that no conference will play. You don't think the NCAA will just say if these big conferences can't play, just scrap the season? Because it's wouldn't that be unfair to the kids? I don't know why my computer's doing this. Uh, wouldn't it be unfair to the kids who went to those schools that they don't get to when play out their NCAA, scholarships? Since when does the NCAA care about care about the kids? Small they care kids. about the revenue. And your two biggest yeah. conferences will most likely be open in the SEC and the Big Ten. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's all going to be revenue. Right Yeah, the NCAA sucks. I got to jump on a call, guys. If you guys uh, want to stay on and keep talking, I can just leave this, the stream on. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about, Kurt. I'm all good. All right, awesome. It's been a pleasure, guys. I'll see you guys. Have a good one. You too. Yep. Good luck on your test, Thank you. Goodbye.